Welcome to Beauty 4.0, Decoding the Business of Beauty, a podcast by Cosmetic Design. We take you inside for a close-up of the innovations and innovators behind the beauty and personal care industry and find out just how they are shaping its future. On this episode, I'm speaking with Jason Lee, the founder of Scent by Six, on his experience with US-based retailer Showfields and how its consumer-first approach to retail will help brands tackle the future retail challenges from rising labour costs to the emergence of the metaverse. You want to know something, Jason? Yes. You are officially the first person I've interviewed more than once for a podcast. Really? <laughs> well, all, all thanks to you. Leh. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to come on again. Maybe you will convince more people to accept my invite the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to, to catch up with you, you know, whether it is uh, an you. interview or, you know, just a catch up. You know, today we're here to talk about everyone's favorite cardio, shopping. <laughs> and shopping in its purest form, the brick and mortar kind. And I'm speaking to you about it because at the end of last year, Send by Six hosted a pop-up at what many people have described to me as like the, the greatest store on earth, Showfields. Uh, and even you, you called it Wonderland. You called it Shopping Wonderland. And that's right, yeah. For the benefit with the people who don't know, you know, could you tell them what Showfields is? You know, what makes it such a great retail space and what attracted you to want to host a pop-up there? It is really a very amazing multi-label store. You know, when I entered the entire space, it feels like, you know, you have entered a Wonderland. You know, Alice, it's like Alice in Wonderland, honestly. Every single part of the store, it makes you want to pause, you want to slow down, and to take Insta-worthy, you know, pictures. Um, it's amazing because when I was there, you know, you realize how different brands from different um categories from different industries can be put together in the same space in such a congruent manner. They pay a lot of attention in making sure that, you know, the entire customer journey uh, from the moment you enter the store, um, the first brand you look at and the way you flow within the space of that brand. And when, when you exit from that brand, you move on to the next brand. The entire flow is just very um, captivating. It makes you want to continue this uh, journey through the store from level one all the way up to level four. And it's it's hard to imagine how um, by putting effort to um, uh, pay attention to certain details in the store that can slow down your pace. So, you know, New York, you know, um, everyone knows uh, this is such a dynamic, high energy uh, city. You know, people are always on the go. They are always rushing from one place to another. But it, it is amazing to find a space that you can finally relax. And, you know, you, you enter the space and you just realize that, hey, I'm like in, in another city within New York. And you want to slow down, you want to settle down, and you want to pay attention to understand the brand story, the unique brand story of each brand. Yeah, and, and every brand, these, these brands change all the time, right? Yeah, so <clears throat> I understand from my communication with uh, Showfields that uh, you cannot uh, have a permanent space at the store, so it's always transient on uh, the duration between um, four months to a year 
I think uh, we do see some brands who are, you know, uh, doing well. And uh, I understood from them that they have, uh, you know, done a stint of uh, as long as one oh, year. Okay, okay, right. But they can come back anytime, I guess. <coughs> I guess when you have a certain, you know, new offerings or if you have revamped certain parts of your brand, um, that will, you know, give the the whole rationale of uh, a, a new pop-up, you know, uh, a yeah, new rationale. It's a approach to, new, to retail, isn't it? Yeah. And, and yes. you hold the yes. pop-up. Is it still ongoing or is it over already? We extended the pop-up, so... Beyond the four-month mark, we were given uh, the choice to to extend, and you know I think uh, the right way to go is to to really carry on because I think you know with uh, sustained uh, you know uh, uh, support from our customers in U.S. in New York, uh, it makes it makes sense to to just uh, extend and to see you know how else we can go beyond this uh you know entire duration um where else we can go in the space of uh new york or even in other cities of uh united states you were there for a while at the start so could you tell me a bit more about the brand's experience at at showfield so i think um i wanted to start off by uh talking about my experience before going to showfields because you know um, well ultimately i think um this was really something that i have uh, hoped for after my visit to showfields uh, in uh, january 2022 um i came back i did the math and i told the team that we were ready to give this a uh, shot of our own then you know, uh, amazingly, I received a call, a random call from uh, an enterprise Singapore officer. And, you know, we were asked if we were interested to join them in a four-month pop-up at Showfields, New York City. So fast forward, you know, the entire selection process took two months and we were very grateful to be invited to join nine other Singapore brands in this uh, endeavor. The entire uh, preparation, I must really thank uh, Enterprise Singapore because you know, we were all given very good support and you know even a brand design and a branding workshop before going to the States. So I think um, this is a very serious attempt to make sure that uh, the brands know what we are in for um, to also uh, prepare us for a different um, market in the States, different consumers, different users, and um, of course, also to plan how are we going to curate um, our brands together in a Singapore space at Showfields. So this was a, a, an amazing experience when we were there, you know, um, operations, when we set up, uh, you know, the, the individual spaces um, that was smooth. And uh, I must say that we are very grateful. We have learned a lot, you know, in relation to how customers um, have, uh, you know, uh, receive or perceive our products. And, um, you know, certainly I think uh, customers in the US, they are very diverse and they appreciate diversity as well. So inclusivity, diversity, sustainability, these uh, narratives, um, I'm very, very clear that the consumers in the States, they are very serious about that. So it is not just about, um, you know, uh, greenwashing or whitewashing your narratives and 
yeah, then then I am really you know what you 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 want to to um, pursue. But um, I think the customers, the consumers there, they deep dive into the details. So they make an effort to understand the brand inside out to make sure that you know the brands are pitching and they are talking about something that they they mean and yeah. they're serious they about the top, basically yes so mm. um they are even more discerning as compared to uh, i would say a majority of uh, singapore customers i would say that you know in singapore we are already very well traveled and you know um the younger generations, they are quite well informed and they care a lot about um, different causes in society, in the world. But in the US, I think, um, I, I guess, you know, the, the effort to go deeper into this uh, support, more focal and also I think um, uh, when you are, you know, in such a diverse environment, um, then obviously, I think you are more exposed. You you have uh, uh, also have uh, more avenues to uh, find out more about uh, the relevant brands and the companies, etc. And you know, have you gleaned any insights from your time there that you have brought back to your own retail stores, perhaps? Yes, um, you know, of course, certainly. And what really came up uh, first on my mind is in relation to customer journey. And this is really what Showfields is all about. Um, being, uh, when I say Alice in Wonderland, you know, you are you are expected to have unexpected surprises uh, along the way, you know, um, all the way uh, until when you reach the top of uh, the building at uh, Soho. Um, well, you have uh, two options to get up, get back down to uh, the exit. One would be to take the elevator, slowly go down again, or you take a, a, a playground slide to slide down. I think I want to emphasize um, the kind of um, ability of uh, show views to put together brands from different uh, narratives, from different categories, it's amazing how they can coexist together in the same on the same level, in the same space, and you don't find that you know it is awkward. When you visit a store in say a departmental store, usually it is quite clinical, right? It's very fragmented. You have men's, women's, and then you have uh, your sports your kids, and then uh, each and every individual brands are categorized by pricing, right? You have the more um, uh, mass market brands at one corner, and then you have a more um, upmarket uh, brands, uh, you know, at one corner. So you can see uh, the distinction. And it's easy to do that. It's not difficult. Now, the challenge comes when you have to marry um, different brand narratives together and it's not just one brand so on each floor you have at least about seven to eight brands so the challenge is how you're going to put these eight guys together and to make sense of it imagining that you are a customer entering the store you flow from one brand to another and how do you feel as a customer and on top of that i think what I wanted to also emphasize is when I, uh, I'm speaking from my own experience as a customer in uh, 
January last year when I visited the store, um, each and every uh, store attendant, um, the ambassadors, they are very knowledgeable in relation to each brand's um, narratives, the brand story, um, products. And they are not and like I, from the brand, right? They're from like Showfields itself. They are just from Showfields. Yeah. So you can see the kind of um, involvement, mm. the dedication and the depth of uh, each you know, ambassador. And this is something that I think uh, in Singapore's context, you know, in relation to the retail industry, what our retail force should aspire to be. Because it goes beyond just um, standing around and uh, promoting the products. But hey, you know, I think the ability to tell stories, the ability to go beyond what a, a retail manager or a, an associate should do, I think that is, impo- that, that is important, especially when, you know, in Singapore, <clears throat> well, uh, in my opinion, I think um, in 20, 30 years down the road, I think um, we will continue to um, ride on this trajectory to be a high-cost, um, high-tech, and high-wage society in future. And, and with that, you know, labor is always going to be a challenge. It will, it will be an issue that we have to learn how to manage, whether you are in the retail industry, whether you are in the F&B industry, we have to learn how to grapple with that. And so when what do you do when you have... Uh, you know, uh, less people to manage. I think you have to be very, very um, smart in trying to upskill and reskill them in in certain ways that will make retail reimagined in future. You know, I mean, nowadays, brands are having less retail space. Not many independent brands have retail spaces and you have multiple in, as you put it, a very expensive city, right? You know, what makes it all worthwhile to you? You are really uh, right, you know, when you when you say that, and you know, but rather than merely looking at the face value of uh, the rental figure, you know, I know of um, many of my counterparts, um, people in the retail industry, they are complaining about, oh yeah, you know, it's gonna be increased again, you know, um, there's a uh, uh, you know inflation, and I think we should. Beyond, look beyond that and to see how these spaces can add value to the longer journey to our business. I think, you know, um, looking at just numbers, yeah, I think it's uh, an issue that we have to manage. But more importantly is the rationale of this space in the long run. So it is not just about the short-term tangible values, but the long-term intangible values to the people who matters. And and when I say that, I think that goes beyond just the customers. So sometimes, you know, we do actually invite, uh, you know, the people who are less advantaged, especially when we co-create fragrances with them. So we invite them to our spaces in a very comfortable um, cocoon that we have, especially the one at uh, our flagship at uh, 313 Somerset. It was created with mental wellness in mind. So when they come, I hope that you know they will slow down, they will feel um, comfortable, they will feel secured, and to be in a safe space to co-create something that matters. And you know when you see priceless smiles from someone who is suffering from severe depression, 
can you really quantify that with money? That's the question I think we ought to ask ourselves. Like, you know your Vivo City outlet, right? Yes. I knew you were there before you opened your store. <coughs> <laughs> or you told me you opened your store because I was coming around the corner when I caught yeah. a whiff of 27 degrees. Yes. And I was like, either someone is wearing the perfume or Jason's got a new store. Yeah, sure enough, <laughs> they're your store. Jason's got right? a new store. Yes. Well, um, yes, I'm happy that, uh, you know, this is uh, uh, something that you can distinguish, you can smell, but I'm happy that, you know, we are able to also complement um, what, um, you know, other brands are serving around us. So we just want to create a good ecosystem, right? Because it's, right. it's not just you, yes. but it's like... Yes, it's, and, yeah. and it's wonderful. I think, you know, we want to recognize that we are all different and we want to encompass uh, differences and celebrate mm-hmm. it in a good um, local communi- community here in Singapore. Well, so, so I guess you could, I want to move on and talk about um, if you have any thoughts in, in, okay, I think you touched on it a little bit, but do you have any thoughts in using about the future of retail in a more general sense, not just in the context of Singapore? All of us, we, we, we have always uh, think about retail being just, uh, you know, having an omni-channel space and, you know, uh, having to grapple with a shortage of manpower, you know, high rental. But you're very right. I think we should open up the scope and to widen our perspectives. To me, I think the future of retail is really about uh, being sustainable. And it, it is not just about being sustainable in relation to hardware. In, in, um, when I say hardware, that means, you know, the products you use, the packaging, the spaces, how you save energy. Well, that's good. I think it, it is important. But more importantly, I think, you know, the software, the humans behind your business, behind retail is even more important. Things like mental health, you know, state of mind. Um, And I've mentioned about the importance of upskilling, staying relevant to to be on track with uh, fast-moving trends. Right now, we are talking about, you know, uh, moving on to the metaverse. And the speed at which we uh, uh, should be educating ourselves to catch up will just get faster and faster. And I, I, I think I do really worry about, uh, you know, um, some of the less advantage in society. How are they going to catch up, right? And, and of course, you now that will lead to my next point, um, which is how, about how we can all reimagine retail in the metaverse. Now, by the year 2030, the combined purchasing power of Generation Z together with Alpha Generation that will exceed that of other generations. And and this is a very strong and powerful um, statement that I've read somewhere um, uh, on a a consultancy uh, report. When that happens, you know, how are we then able to communicate with the future generation when, you know, you have uh, the majority of um, the younger generations now very entrenched in the metaverse already, playing Roblox, um, having avatars. I just saw it recently with uh, Bondi, that new app, right? Like there you go. On yeah. And now, so many apps are empowering us to beautify our avatars. 
and and this is really you know something that is quite fast moving in my opinion i think um is is really uh worrying to see how many retailers if you uh are able or not able to catch up and to capture the attention of the new generation now we are at the year of 2023 and that's just a mere seven years it's really interesting that you're saying that because you, you're talking about Generation Alpha and how old are they right now, right? Um, and you're already thinking about how to capture... We, we have to. We have to. I have to put ourselves in the minds of the new generation. Now, it may seem like, uh, hey, it's so weird. You're trying to get into the minds of your own children. Well, as a father of four, yeah, my, my eldest, he is uh, seven years old. But yes, this is serious because, hey, now he's seven. In seven years' time, he's 14. By 14, he's very well learned, he's aware, he can move about, he, he will he will absorb everything like a sponge. Another seven years, he'll be 21. Out of army, going on to university, and hey, another seven years down the road, he'll be earning money, he'll be buying BTOs, and so on and so forth. So the question is, businesses, you have lag times to prepare your hardware and more importantly, the software. Hardware, yes, you know, with uh, financial resources, um, with good uh, suppliers, you can definitely get yourself equipped. But the, the important part is, can you get your team whom you trust to trust you and also um, get out of the comfort zone to, to see the future? Because it really, I think in seven years time, uh, uh, years down the road, the way we communicate would be very different. And you know, um, if we don't start now, how are we going to retain our team and our workers? So, so we have to take this very seriously, and not to procrastinate. So, you know, uh, uh, narratives about being up, uh, uh, about uh, to upskill, to reskill, it is very important because. Ultimately, the issue about labor, in my opinion, is always going to be uh, something that we have to manage, as I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. Rather than going hit on with this um, issue, more importantly, I think to it, it is to find a sustainable solution. And this is what I mean by you know being sustainable right. in the yeah. software. So you're not just always trying to catch up, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm, exactly. Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult. And I can tell you, year in, year out, you are still going to see the same issue, shortage. Well, well, um, and you, on the other hand, you may not be able to see um, the benefits of, uh, you know, technology uh, empowerment on your workforce. But again, I think that takes time. We have to really uh, start with a plan and stick to the plan. So in short, I think, you know, instead of always trying to provide better solutions to address immediate issues. We need to constantly ask ourselves mm. better questions. Critical questions, right. Yes. Critical questions and, 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 and adjust the way you uh, see issues, the way you see the market, because ultimately it's not just about mm. Singapore. It is about the market outside of Singapore and that should be the mindset that many Singapore brands and uh, companies should be minded about. Fantastic. Well said. Well, Jason, you know, I, I've known Six long before I met you, even long before I started at Cosmetic Design. 
Uh, I remember <laughs> very clearly picking up my very first uh, 27 degrees uh, BA at some boutique in Plaza Singapore. Yes. And I was just thinking about it that day, actually, that it was actually my first experience with a genderless fragrance all those years ago. And your brand has always been one of those at the forefront. And I think even today you are. You know, Six has evolved so much from when I first met your brand and even when I first met you. Uh, today you are using fragrance as a tool to help and support people who have been overlooked by society with three collections now, right? Developed to aid our mental health, our emotional health. Uh, you're clearly very passionate about it. And I don't think I have to say much about what you do because what you do really speaks for itself. You know, actions speak louder than words. Um, but I would be remiss not to bring up the wonderful work you and your team are doing. Thank Thanks you. So much. Thank you. I, I really appreciate the kind words. And, you know, um, just wanted to say something. It's not just about, you know, being at the forefront. Um, I think uh, Singapore brands, well, Singapore market is a small market. So, you know, to me, I think um, more importantly is how as a collective of uh, Singapore brands, how we can help each other to move out of Singapore. That's even more important. So instead of just having uh, help and support from the government, but the community, the retail community, it should be a very congruent one so that we can help each other and, and not to look at each other like, uh, you know, they are your competitors and we should be guarded. I think, no, all in all, that will be a lose-lose situation for all of us. When we are united we are able to put our resources uh, together ideas together when we go out as you know singapore that would be so powerful fantastic well thanks so much jason yeah. those are really wonderful closing words very powerful closing words so let's see if we can get you back in the hot seat again and make it a podcast hat trick all right <laughs> always happy always happy to be here <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you thank you for having me This has been Beauty 4.0, Decoding the Business of Beauty, a podcast by Cosmetics Design, bringing you the inside stories on the innovations and innovators behind the beauty industry. 